0: and found out it isn't. One, two, three. I haven't even gotten to the real strange part.
1: Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 63. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George the Bone King speaking, and today we have a very special episode in store. (laughs) That's because it's the Fan Freaks Lovecraft Country Special. Our friendly neighborhood villain James and lovely guest Christine had a nice long chat about the importance of this HBO series. And this is James, supervillain Ramos, joined by my very good friend Christine. How are you doing, Christine?
0: I'm pretty good. How are you?
1: So yeah, do you want to uh, tell the fan freaks what your Twitter is in case they want to...
0: Um, My 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 Twitter handle is at NeoWomanism. Um, my Instagram handle is the same if you're into like feminist stuff. My personal Instagram is at Christine Colo, C-O-L-E-A-U.
1: There you go. And you guys can always find me at Wasteland Ramos or you can tweet us at fan freaks. Uh, so. Today's uh, episode is solely dedicated to Lovecraft Country, but before uh, we get into that, have you seen, watched, or heard anything cool or interesting recently?
0: I think my favorite thing as of late is the, the way that internet is handling the worst Chris. That's my favorite thing on the internet right now. <laughs> the fact that Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, and everyone is just like, hey, hey, don't pick on our boy. He's a good Christian boy. It's just like, it's just a pull. And you know... <laughs> Compared to the other Chris's, he was kind of the worst Chris. I mean, yeah, yeah like
1: yeah. by a
0: long shot. Like yeah. right now, the
1: only Chris that's worse than him is what's the, what's the name of that stand-up comedian? That oh got... my god! Um. But you know exactly what I'm yes, talking about. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that that that's a great uh, thing going on. I recently rediscovered my love for BattleBots, Ooh. which is just you know nerds designing robots to destroy other nerds' robots. I
0: want to see that
1: it's so cool like it used to be a really big thing like when we were kids Mm -hmm. and then like it got really stale because like all the nerds discovered this one hack Mm -hmm. which is they made the most boring robot possible which is literally just a wedge it's just a wedge on wheels but the thing (laughs) is it's so structurally sound you can't break it and it's easy to just get up under another robot and run them into a wall or a trap and that killed the sport.
0: I hate that. I hate when people take, you know, something so fun and they're just like, let me let me ruin it yeah. for everyone. Well, the thing is
1: like, it's a it's a good idea. Like, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're engineers. Mm-hmm. So like their goal is to come up with the quickest and best way to do yeah. something. But it just so happened that once one person figured it out, everybody made wedge yeah. bots and it killed yeah. the sport. So they made wedge bots illegal. Ooh. You now have to have a primary weapon. You have to have like, there's certain things you have to have in order to for your bot to qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I've rediscovered my love of that, and it's super cool. It's like the best parts of boxing without the violence, like yes. the actual, car, uh, you know, mortal violence of it. Yes, yes. So let's get into Lovecraft Country. Ah uh, yes, Christine, why don't you tell us what the show's about?
0: Wow. Okay. So Lovecraft takes the Lovecraft style of um, monsters and horror and flips it on his head by making Um, black people the center of the show the magical element of the show and it's worth noting that that's particularly important
1: because H.P. Lovecraft was a horrible racist yeah
0: wasn't his cat named (laughs) I'm not gonna say yes 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 it was you see little things like that no he was an awful person just terrible yeah to take something like that and they're just like let's flip it yep that's that's great so like matt ruff the author did a great job and i hear the book is amazing i haven't read the book yet neither have i and i people are telling me you need to read the book because it's even better i'm just like ooh, should i Mm -hmm. but yeah so um you we're dealing with people living in the 1950s so you have all you have now you have monsters and racism and what i love about lovecraft is like it's not the monsters that are scary it's the people yep absolutely i love that
1: like the despite the fact that they're dealing with all this eldritch horror it's the the fucking racism that's the yeah. real villain and of it's the story really
0: unsettling like mm-hmm. i feel uncomfortable when certain things were happening in the show. I, I would feel uncomfortable i'm just like oh my I, god
1: i do want to talk about that later because yes. you said something specifically that i'm i can't speak on i feel like to the extent that you can yeah because you mentioned that you know because they do incorporate we'll talk going in more detail on this later but they do incorporate real historical events yes into the show and you mentioned how for you that's tr- it's a little traumatizing yeah because it it's the it's real black history that yeah. is being respected but it's also being used as a vehicle to drive the story yeah which is interesting, and let me tell you: since that episode, the song "Cruel Summer" hits super different now, <laughs> so it's, different, uh, man. But yeah, so it's it's exactly that. It's just this black family, for the most part. They mm-hmm. they don't start off as family; they're family by the end of it for sure. Who are just dealing with a racism in the 1940s, and then also on top of that, all this Eldritch horror, and not just Eldritch horror. They had a really cool blend of some different mytholo- of a different mythology in there too,
0: yes, which was uh. really cool
1: so the show starts off actually it starts off with a dream sequence
0: yes it starts it was off with atticus's um, dream yeah sequence. atticus's dream and that right there i was just like damn i'm hooked Uh huh. <laughs> i'm just like i can't wait to see how they explore this and like I-, I was already sold on the the previous the first trailer i was just like i gotta watch this show and then watching the first episode i'm just like wow this is great and every episode is its own story and i love that like it's it focuses on a character, but it's it's still its own story. Like they could end it and it'd still be good. Yeah. And the first episode was just a great starting point. Like I was just like, wow, this is this is amazing. I can't wait to see what's next. Yep. And it only kept getting better.
1: And it's really interesting too, looking at like that first, um, like that first dream sequence mm. and how certain things got interpreted as the series went on. Yes. Because like in the dream sequence, like we have Jack- Jackie Robinson. Yes. Saying, "I got I- you, kid." but that's not Jackie Robinson. We know who that is by yes. the end of the series. Oh. But it's it's interesting because well so like I said it starts off with uh, Atticus mm-hmm. having this dream sequence including like War of the World style tripods, Jackie Robinson, all kinds of wild shit. And we also if Gia is in the dream, right? Ooh.
0: Is is she in? I think I, so.
1: I ooh probably. Whatever. Point is, we see a lot of things that get explored later on in the show, which is really cool. That's a that's
0: incredible in touch, attention and detail. Wow. Oh yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you have well something else I want to talk about too is the production slot that this show took over
0: mm-hmm.
1: because this show took away the production slot from the creators of Game of Thrones. That's okay. <laughs> oh wait, do you know? Do you know what show they were going to work on?
0: Um, was it Confederacy? Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> that is sure was a hilarious. That's ho- that's hilarious, uh-huh. Karma.
1: Like I don't know what's going on. Like what happened in at HBO like headquarters? But one day in a meeting was like, no, we're telling black stories. It's happening now. Yeah, that's because like we had Lovecraft Country this year, mm-hmm. and then uh, Watchmen last year.
0: And in between, we had um, Michaela Cole's. Uh, series I May Destroy You, so they put a oh, lot of black right. shows out. Yeah, that's, wow. Yeah, Watchmen like, was Watchmen was great. Watchmen <laughs> was
1: fantastic, oh. and I, I, I. There's no way they could have known how relevant it would be when they were writing it, because the like George Floyd hadn't happened yet when they started yeah. writing that. But holy crap, did it become relevant?
0: Yes, it was. It was that was honestly. It's it's still. Still one of my favorite series of all time. Oh yeah, like, no, HBO is killing shot. it. Yeah, they're they're doing great with their programming. Mm-hmm. But first episode, not only did they have the dream sequence, but they also did a lot of like tributes to photographers. Like a lot of the yep. scenes were like um, built around famous photographs, and I was just like, wow, this show's amazing, incredible. Yeah, I, I don't
1: mean to call you a resource because that's very <laughs> immaterial. But uh, discussing this show with you was particularly awesome because you do know a lot more about like black iconography than i do yeah so getting that info and like not only like i already thought the show was great Mm -hmm. but learning what you taught me and then diving deeper blew my mind yeah like really jordan peele knows where to put his money man
0: yeah really like he he did a great job putting all this faith into misha green because Mm -hmm. oh my god like she did a great job there were some of course there were some faults where i was just like oof, you know didn't like that like the we can talk about it later but yahima Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she did... A, oh, I'm so mad. Yeah, she I'm did apologize mad. for it. She was just like, you know, I was trying to convey something and it didn't come out the way I wanted it right. to. It's like, okay, I get it.
1: So, after the dream sequence is over, we now actually meet our protagonist, Atticus. Mm-hmm. And he takes a... Oh, he, he just gets back, right? Like, he gets back from deployment.
0: Oh my god, that, yeah, I- exactly after.
1: He's on the bus.
0: Yeah, he's on his bus um, on the way home. Wow. Yeah, and he has like a whole
1: discussion with an elderly black woman who's on the bus because he's reading Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's a whole discussion about like, how can you read Lovecraft when, you know, he is the way he is. Yeah. And he has a whole discussion about how to separate the art from, you know, the author and all that, which, which is important yeah. for the sake of this series. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, and then he takes a... Oh, and they get kicked off the bus. Oh, no, no, they don't get kicked off the bus. The bus breaks down. Yes. And then a truck comes to pick up the people that are stranded on the bus. But unfortunately, that does not include people of color. Yes. So it forces him and the elderly black woman to walk. Uh. And they have a very awesome conversation. Lots of great dialogue there. Uh, He gets home. He, uh, you know, he takes a jaunt through his town. And we meet a lot of the secondary characters here. Mm -hmm. We meet his uncle. Uh... George, yeah, right? Yes, Uncle George. Uncle George. We meet his aunt Hippolyta, Hippolyta. Hippolyta. We meet Diana, his cousin, and then we meet who we eventually find uh, will be the uh, the love interest of the of the show is uh, Letty. Yeah. And her sister Ruby.
0: Ah, Ruby. I yeah. love how
1: I love how we meet them too. Yes. Because damn, can they both sing?
0: Oh, that was such a great sequence. I was just like, wow. I first I fell in love with Ruby. I saw her. Oh, yeah. I was just like, this woman is. This will be the character that I love. I mm-hmm. end up loving Hippolyta more than anything. Oh, yeah. But Ruby was Ruby was great.
1: Oh, yeah. And oh, I, I
0: keep wanting to jump the
1: gun because there's so many things that this show comes around to, like early on, mm-hmm. that I didn't expect because talking about Hippolyta, how she ends up with the blue hair, and then we find <laughs> out who the woman with the robotic arm is. Yes. Like all that is so dope, but we'll get there. So all of this, what actually the engine that starts the whole thing is that Uncle
0: George writes a series of handbooks mm-hmm. called the, like safe travel, safe, the safe uh, Negro travel guide. There you go, safe. Yes, tra- which is which is a real thing. Yeah. Like the gre- it, what was it? The green motors.
1: I, I honestly don't remember the poem. Term, yeah,
0: but but it, yeah. So he
1: basically goes on road trips around the country and literally finds like the best places that are Negro friendly. Yeah. And puts that into a travel guide yeah so this is all so this what starts this is a trip but well, i forget what is it that leads them to artem
0: um there's a letter that Tick is reading and um he's he assumes that it's one city but it turns out to be artem so he he goes it's a letter from his father
1: oh from montrose oh
0: that's right because montrose is missing in the yeah. beginning right he gets right, a letter right. and he's just like, I think it's Artem. He assumes it's Arkham at yeah. first,
1: which is a, a popular uh, you know, setting in the Lovecraft country, in the love in HP Lovecraft books. Yeah. But yeah, he, he gets retranslated and it's Artem, and that's where they end up. Yes. And that's where the on their way there, even, is where we really get <laughs> both villains of the story. Yes. It was
0: so uncomfortable that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't
1: even imagine because I am 90% sure that these actors are not racists, the ones that are playing the yeah, racist yeah, yeah. cops. I can't even imagine what it's like to put yourself in that position. Yeah. Like, where you have to be this monster. Like, you have to be this person who really doesn't understand that black people are people. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong, like if you already feel that way, then sure, I'm sure playing that role is easy. But I don't think that's the case here. You yeah. have actors playing roles, but these have to be difficult roles to play.
0: Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they end the scenes with them apologizing. Like, hey, <laughs> sorry, so, sorry, I called you the N-word. Uh-huh. Like, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. <sighs> uh, but yeah, so they, they're driving around and they end up, it turns out Artem is not an easy place to find. No. And they end up getting stopped by the police and what? are given a very hard time
0: yes they're just like hey you need to get out the city
1: (laughs) uh uh-huh but as night falls we suddenly experience a random attack by random monsters yes who we later discover to be this story's version of shagoths from uh h.p lovecraft Mm -hmm. and i don't want to go into every every episode like this but it just explodes from there because from here is where we end up meeting what, what what's there uh
0: we meet, um, Christina we see and, Christina and at her the, father. What's her father's name? Um, ooh, it's it's not Titus. It's... um.
1: No. <sighs> What's her last name? That's the important part. Uh, Braithwaite. Braith- 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 there we go. Braith- so we end up meeting, well, who ends up being, well, they are the antagonistic force of the this, of this show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I want to call, because the only one that really matters is Christina. Yes. I really don't know if I want to call her a villain. Because it she- turns out she's the only white person on the show who isn't a racist
0: because <laughs> the thing with Christina is is that she's not necessarily a monstrous villain right she's she's what she ultimately wants is power that matches the men right she wants exactly. to be powerful and that is kind of like scary because she has to do a lot of evil stuff to get there right and that's the problem that's why she's technically not a terrible person but she's still villainous
1: yeah well she's definitely the antagonist yeah. because for sure she's working counter are even though she's helps she helps them several times but it's always in her in her self-interest yeah. but again she's also like i said she's the, like the only white person on the show who isn't a horrible racist
0: yeah because because i think what they were trying to convey with christina's character is that um even even in like modern times white women will step over people of color to get what they want. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because they want, they want that power, which right. it's, it's still happening now. So sure. I, I get what they were going with, with Christina, but yeah, we see Christina at the car crash. Right. There's a well, scene.
1: The, technically the well, first time we see Christina or what's her brother's name.
0: Oh my God. Um. Was it William?
1: William. Yeah. 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 The, I think with the first time we were technically seeing William in that fancy car because he helps them escape the cops remember mm. oh my gosh wow yeah he helps them escape the cops and then uh and then from there we uh we meet christina and her father her father turns out to be the head of what is essentially a cult <laughs> yeah it is a cult that is a cult that is you know strictly mem it has a strictly white male membership mm-hmm and then through providence and a series of events, we find out that our main character, Atticus, is actually a direct descendant of the leadership of this cult. Yeah. By virtue of his great-great-great-grandmother having been a slave who was impregnated by by Titus Braithwaite at the time. Yeah. And she ran. Uh, and so gave birth to Atticus's line. And that's how Atticus has a birthright to be a member of this... Cult. Cult, yeah, exactly, <laughs> um, and then yeah, it just gets in. Well, by episode two, I think uh, Mister Braithwaite is dead. Yeah, because they end up burning down his whole mansion. <laughs>
0: Which was just great. I was just like, "Oh, this." Well, hole. it's
1: well, it's well. No, they don't burn it down. They literally collapse they, it.
0: Yeah, it it um because they're trying to open up the portal, and the portal ends up destroying everything. Oh, that's
1: right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He met the the spell. The spell goes wrong. Yeah,
0: he he yeah he was he's bad at what he does. So, so
1: they, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a talent, not a very talented cult leader. So yeah, he uh the Mister White dies, and Atticus escapes, and from here he's now left to. Like, spiral into this world of magic that he's kind of been thrust into. Yeah. And it's so... I love how real everyone is. Because, like, everyone reacts in extremes, but in very real... Oh, they also rescue Montrose. Yes. Atticus's father. They <laughs> yeah, rescue they him. Yeah, they find
0: him in, like, locked up in some dungeon. And yeah. Just... But he had a already escape by then, like, on his that, own accord. Yeah. And... Montrose is kind of like apprehensive at first. He's just like, hey, what are you doing here? I could have handled this. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, okay. Well,
1: we immediately get, the, get that that air of there being a rocky relationship mm-hmm. between Atticus and his father, which is important. Uh, and it, it, I, I will say, like I mentioned to you, I hated Montrose. Yeah. Hated him for a while. But the show managed to turn him around on me. Which is impressive. It's, it's He's a really interesting character. And I, he's dealing with a lot. He just doesn't deal with it well. Yeah. Because ah. we later find out that not only is not only is Atticus possibly not even his son, which we never get, we never find we never, out yeah, for sure. Yeah, you never get a full, a real answer. Like, no.
0: Atticus could have asked his mom, "Hey, mom," yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, <laughs> no, nope. no. As a matter of fact, even mom is like, we all loved each other. Yeah, like I was they just had like, this what like kind
0: of Woodstocky <laughs> love no. fest is going on. I, I understood it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Well, we find out that Atticus is not only is he a black man living in the early twentieth century. He is a gay black man. No, Montrose. Montrose, I mean, I'm sorry, not, i sorry, yeah, sorry. Montrose is a gay black man living in the early 20th century.
0: Which is already, cause now, now at this point, you're getting the racism and you're getting the homophobia from both sides. That's that's where it becomes scary. Like, you're not gonna get like.
1: <laughs> sorry, I just realized where I know the actor who plays William from. What? He was on Vikings. Uh, Really? Yes, it's so
0: weird to see him all clean cut like that. Sorry, continue. Uh-huh. But yeah, um Montrose his his character's tragic because you're dealing with racism. Samuel Braithwaite. Samuel Braithwaite? Yes, okay, wow. That's, that's I can't name. believe I forgot that. That's biblical. Um you're dealing with racism, you're dealing with homophobia from both sides, white and black. Mm-hmm. There's no way to really like be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. So so much anger gets pent up and he lashes out at Atticus Well,
1: and not just that and he grew up in an abusive home yeah which he ended up passing down to his son mm-hmm. which I mean that happens when especially in an era where you don't have like like mental health isn't a thing no absolutely <laughs> so in that era yeah it just happens and then I assume it's very similar in the black community as it is in the Latin community yeah in that like homosexuality is rampant like I'd say like even today it's more rampant in those communities than it at least in, in Latin communities than it is in some white communities because of like the extreme machismo, like toxic masculinity is like a core part of Latin culture, like yeah. it really is. It's 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 like ingrained into us. It's so bad. Yeah. So especially like I said in the early nineteen in the early twentieth century. So yeah, he's a damaged person mm-hmm. who can't deal with his damage, and as a result, damages his son. And his son seems to handle it a little better, except for his rage issues.
0: Ooh, those rage issues were intense. I got uncomfortable sometimes. I'm just like, oh my God. Dude, the actor who plays Atticus. What was his name again? Jonathan Majors. There you go. Jonathan Majors. He has Majors. no Instagram and it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, one day. One day.
1: Maybe one, maybe once uh, Marvel PR forces him to make one. Oh, he's going to have to. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, for but, sure. But
1: uh, Yeah, man. the act, Just the acting in this show. From him, from uh, from... Uh, Jesse Smollett, Journey, Journey Journey Smollett, Smollett, Jesse. Right, Jesse was her brother. Uh, Journey Smollett. Like the acting in this show just blew me away. That
0: was my. That was like, even the small little problems I had with the show. The acting was always on point. Yep. Amazing. Like they did such a great job. I I will never take that away from them. I'm just like, man, this is this is well done. And Jonathan Majors is a phenomenal actor. I saw him in a movie, and um, he's he's the secondary character, but he like what shines movie? more Uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco The Last Black Man Jonathan Majors amazing in it like oh my god Definitely the, the, movie is, the movie is is really it's, it's interesting but it's not a movie like I'd ever see again but okay. he's great in it it's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch
1: alright but anyway so yeah Uh, and then like I said this, this causes him to spiral into this world of magic where through following a series well first off and this is way more important to the series than I thought it would be letty ends up acquiring a rather large house in a very white neighborhood yes and this causes a lot of problems yeah but as it turns out that house was arranged for her by christina yes christina provided the funds and even the property the 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 ability to acquire the property which is interesting in and of itself but we find out that that house has ties to the magic that they're all associated with. Yes. Because it's worth, because like I said, because like you said, Christina is out to achieve the same power yeah. that the men had. And to achieve those goals are certain things she needs. Certain MacGuffins that are important for this show. Uh, the Book of Names is one of them. Mm-hmm. And the Missing Pages of Titus Braithwaite is another. Yeah. And then also the, damn it, what's it called? What
0: is that called? Um. Oh my god, what, uh, Hippolyta's... Um,
1: yeah, it's re- not reliquary. It's um, it's like a big fancy model of a solar system. But uh, that ends up being super important also.
0: Ah, I know, it's so, so great.
1: <laughs> they get the house, and then once they have the house, we have another, you know, confrontation with uh, white antagonists in that the neighbors end up trying to re- sack the, the, the house yeah they're trying to scare them out of the neighborhood right how does that end up getting resolved again i forgot
0: well what ends up happening is um the neighbors uh line up their cars in front of letty's prop in front of Le- letty's home oh, that's right um, <laughs> and um put rocks on top of their horns to keep the horns going constantly to you know get Le- letty uncomfortable and scared and Letty, you know, she just she decides to throw a party. She's just like, okay, you know what I'm here, I'm gonna throw a party. So she throws a large party, invites a bunch of black people. They're having a good time. These horns are still like blowing. And um eventually someone, I think they erect a cross outside her yep, outside burning of cross. her house. And um Letty gets fed up and she starts destroying the cars outside and removing the rocks from the horn on top of the horns. Well, and, <laughs> she does so by smashing their yeah, windows. Very uh, Beyonce and Lemonade style, <laughs> yeah. which was the inspiration of course. for the scene. Um, it's really great. And um, eventually, like, she gets arrested for it. And her sister Ruby gets rid of all the weapons for her... Orrery. Orrery? Yes. Okay, perfect. The golden orrery. Anyway, uh, yes. <laughs> and um, after... After her arrest and her interrogation by one of the cops who is a member of this cult, you find out, um, she starts to investigate the house and its history. And um, I think eventually a couple of her neighbors break into her house to try and scare her and they go missing. And that's pretty much when the racism, like the racist neighbors stop harassing (laughs) her. They're just like, okay, something's Uh going on. You Which
1: know? I, you could call that like that plot line was a little bit of a filler plot line, but it was still so fucking interesting to me. Yeah, because they end up dealing with like a poltergeist in the house. Yes, like they even bring in like a she was she was a, a voodoo ha- spiritual. Yeah,
0: she was a Haitian voodoo priestess,
1: yeah. and they bring her in to help them cleanse them of this spirit. Yeah, and it has this great because we see a few of the spirits throughout the episode, and they're all deformed, inhuman. Just monsters, basically, but we find out that they were all uh, basically experimented on by Titus Braithwaite. And um, what's uh, Winthrop? Yeah, Winthrop. That's right. And by the end of this, by the end of it, they end up like exercising the the spirits, mm-hmm. but they also give them their humanity back before yes, they pass on. Which was beautiful. Such a cool moment. I... Letty's so powerful in that moment too. It's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, they were they were speaking because um, you know. The the priestess was Haitian So they were um, chanting in Creole at some point right. Some of it was gibberish Some of it was real <laughs> Creole But you know me the Haitian person I was just like oh my god They're taking voodoo and they're making it And like they're adding into the story Like I thought it was going to be like strictly a, Like a black American show Which is great But like to add elements of like the Caribbean And like African culture I was just like wow That's yep. great And um, the Haitian priestess' um, protection Ended up keeping Letty safe Throughout the entire series, which yep. was so nice. I yeah, was just that like, was, oh was so God. cool because she
1: does die during yeah. the the cleansing. Yeah, but she does. her protection stays, which is so cool. And the relationship between Letty and her sister is really interesting.
0: Yes, because
1: you talk. Well, we were talking about, and you pointed out how they are specifically comparing like colorism amongst yes, like yes. black women specifically, because Letty is lighter skinned. And then uh, Ruby is a very strong, dark-skinned black woman.
0: Yeah, she is a thicker, darker black woman, and that already is like there's gonna be issues, because like um, lighter skin is always like um, met with uh, with um, with better treatment, right? And Letty 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 is aware of that, and you know she unknowingly takes advantage of, of that too. Like her sister wouldn't get the same opportunities that she would. Right.
1: So Which frustrates Ruby because Ruby yes. is definitely the harder worker of the two. Oh,
0: she she does everything better than Letty. Yeah. And like you can see it, but because she's darker and bigger, like it's not acknowledged or yeah. treated the same way.
1: Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and that becomes a thing throughout the series. Yes. Because okay, we'll just jump right to it. I don't care how we're jumping around. <laughs> because eventually, uh so the, the, there were two so there were three Braithwaite characters we met in the beginning of this of the show. We met uh, Samuel, his daughter Christina, and then a guy named William who were led to believe is their brother.
0: yeah, which that was weird. I, well, I was just like is, I think is her, he a brother
1: in her explanation of it from my understanding is he was like adopted. Oh. He was like a, the, originally William was like this little street rat basically who they ended up like bringing into the family. And as a result he was super like subservient to them like he was super loyal to them
0: interesting okay. um
1: so uh william ends up approaching ruby at a bar
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he starts romancing her and she's apprehensive at first but she gives in and they have a night of passion and then eventually she discovers that he's involved in this magical family yes And it keeps unfolding to the point. Uh, There's a lot of conversations she has with him about, you know, the the racial relationship between the two of them.
0: Yes, because it's not something that (laughs) that happens.
1: Yeah, he's a rich, attractive white man. Yeah. Who is courting this, like like I said, larger, beautiful black woman. But that's just not a thing. Yeah. And so she's confused, but she follows this road to where it goes. Eventually leads to William offering her... A magical way to become a white woman.
0: Yes. Which is fucking wild. <laughs> uh, the transformation seems <laughs> oh. so gory. so
1: It's ugh. so visceral. Ugh. It's so visceral, but so good. And I told you, as, as someone who has a background in visual effects and computer animation, mm-hmm. it looks so good.
0: It was well done. It was just so yeah. much. It, it was is. so extreme. I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Did they have to go that far? But... Yes, he gives her this opportunity to become a white woman. And she she takes that oh, opportunity yeah. by the horns. And she gets a job at a depart, department store that she's always wanted to work for. Right. And on, they, they hired one colored woman.
1: And she this, was a little more petite. Yeah. This, a little more who had, you know, what straighter hair. Yes. Had all these. And that upset her.
0: And, yeah. And she applied on a whim. Uh-huh. And so, she applied on a whim. That's so right. So many things that Ruby was just like, uh-uh. hmm So once Ruby becomes this white woman and gets the job at the department, she starts kind of like...
1: It's worth noting, too, real quick, that the white woman that she becomes, we actually saw earlier on in the series. Yes. She was actually the Wrangler of the Shagoths back in Artem. Yes. And she's the keeper of that dungeon that Montrose was left in.
0: And that, I think it was at that point where I'm just like, how is that possible? Yeah. I need explanation for this. How are they doing this? Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, I remember her from episode one. And, and they answer that it, yeah. we, If we find out Ugh.
1: But uh, yeah So she transforms into this white woman And mm-hmm. gets a job as a manager Yeah In the in the so, department sorry, store As soon
0: as she walks in She yep. gets the job Which is just like wow <laughs> white skin gets you far mm-hmm. um, And because of her like um, Her Because of the petite The petite black woman's like um, Situation She starts to kind of like Bully her yeah because she's just like, wow, so you applied on a whim and you know you're smaller and whatever um Ruby kind of laser focuses on her and starts like bullying her and making her job more difficult for she no gets reason. kind of
1: lost in the role yeah because she's playing the role of this white woman mm-hmm. and she kind of gets lost in it a little bit
0: which is just which is just sad because you, you would think Ruby would try and protect her and do everything she can in her power to make the make sure that her, you know a woman of color is okay but Ruby made it worse for her
1: yeah, absolutely did. At one
0: point, like she even like goes along with some like,
1: it's still racism though. I guess it's. I don't know how you want what what you want to call it. It's where all the all the white girls are like, "Hey, will you take us down to like the downtown, like yeah, let's to, go to the south side, yeah, to I'm the south like, side? Yeah, like they all want you know they they're like it's a an amusement park for them. They can mm-hmm. all just go and sleep with all the black men they want, and then go back to their pretty little white racist lives." Uh and like she, she allows that to happen. Like she even goes along with it in this white woman persona. Yep. Uh, I forget. Does she find out the truth about William before or after the encounter with her supervisor?
0: I believe she finds out after, after, after. the supervisor thing. She finds out.
1: Right, because there is a moment where the the, ma- the white male supervisor who hires her gets a little fresh, right? Yeah. With uh, the petite woman. That's oh, that's right. It was with the. Mm-hmm. That's right. It wasn't even with her. It was with the petite black woman. Mm-hmm. And then Letty, in her, her white woman persona, or not Letty, uh, Ruby, in her white woman persona, kind of pretends to engage him, like she starts flirting with him, basically,
0: and ends up ramming a stiletto in his asshole. That was so. That was <laughs> so uncomfortable. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I, I get what you guys are doing, but my God. Yeah, it was a little much. Like, so it's, graphic. It's
1: so graphic. Like, just the sound that they used, all of it was a lot. Ugh. It was a lot. But, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. they. Uh, so, that happens. And then she, throughout this whole time, she's pursuing a rela- some kind of relationship with William. Mm-hmm. And then, eventually, she finds out that William is using the same potion that she is. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time, by the way, when she has sex with William... She has sex with him in this white woman persona. Yeah. Which I'm sure is saying something about, you know, how she feels about a black uh, being a black woman. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but eventually we find out that William is taking the same potion and that he's not William at all.
0: He was Christina the whole time. Which was like we a lot of us kind of like kind of figured only because like every time one was in a room, the other one wasn't. Sure And
1: I honestly had no idea it Completely took me by surprise. <laughs> I figured
0: it out um, When the police were outside of Christina's home And William walks in And Christina immediately walks out I was just like That was weird mm. That was weird I was just like Maybe They're the same person okay, but- I want to know
1: When that happens though How did she Because she walked out And he walked in right that seems like a lot of time to get rid of all the flesh pieces and change your clothes. Exactly. The transformation
0: <laughs> sequence makes it kind of like kind of weird that yeah. it would be such a quick change, but it was it was funny. Because yeah,
1: when they transform, Ugh. their bones are essentially reforming. And as they change in mass, as is the case from Ruby to the smaller white woman, and Ugh. vice versa, they are literally ripping through skin and it's visceral cracking of bones. So and they like, blood. there's literally like pools of blood and flesh on the ground yeah
0: i'm like who's cleaning that up exactly i I can't imagine christina cleaning that
1: up no of course not maybe she has a spell for it (laughs) You know, honestly Uh maybe but uh yeah and that adds a really that that starts for me what becomes the most interesting relationship between characters in the whole show
0: yeah i I honestly did like the relationship and i'm a little
1: sad but we'll get into that yes uh so that's what happens with Ruby. That's where Ruby. That's all the, That's the important information about Ruby for now. I think, and then Atticus, Letty, oh George dies back in Artem. Yeah. Atticus, uh, Letty, and Montrose are all de- left with to deal with that.
0: Yeah. An- Let- Letty also dies, but she's resurrected by right. Samuel.
1: She gets resurrected by Samuel, and they are not able to resurrect George. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, so yeah George Letty And Montrose Are all left to deal with that Meanwhile Hippolyta Goes searching for her husband Or clues about her husband Because she doesn't buy The story they gave her mm-hmm. They told her that I think it was cops That shot him
0: Yes Which honestly it fits Like Sure it's believable But yeah. she doesn't believe it Yeah cause Something it, it, sits yeah, wrong with It feels her. off Right And no one's being straight with her No one's telling her like Anything They're just kind of Letting her grieve yep. And Grieve by herself Yep Like Tick is aware of what's, you know, that what's happened and he can see that she's hurting, but there's nothing he can do. Yeah. Well, not only is she grieving by herself,
1: but she also has to, like, be strong for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so. Oh, we are also uh, during, back in Artem, we are first really introduced to a- another character, which we later find out is Atticus's ex-lover, Jiha. Yes. Jeeha who is, well, at first we, she's a woman of Asian descent, but then we find out that she's Korean because that's where Atticus served. Mm-hmm. And we have a whole episode going into her backstory, which, is which was so cool. So, so good. Because not only did we get some, you know, Haitian voodoo on top of all the eldritch horror and Americana, but then they introduced some straight up Korean mythology.
0: Which was, I I, I honestly, every time they introduce something new, I was just like, wow, I didn't think they'd go there.
1: Yep and it's so so basically he's a soldier uh serving in Korea and she's what we assume is a is a regular girl who works as a nurse yes but we find out that she's not a regular girl at all she's a i can't remember what the komijo komijo Kore- there we go a nine-tailed spirit yeah it's the korean version of it's a, a mythological creature seen in most in a lot of asian countries but in this particular version She's not just like a mischief demon, she's like a vengeance demon basically. Uh and well that's what kumimis Kim- are. They're vengeance demons and they take like spirits of men by luring them to sex and at the moment of climax they steal their life force.
0: And it was so graphic. Oh my god. It was, I
1: still have nightmares about the, the eye tails because uh, she is a nine-tailed demon, but her tails come out of like every orifice.
0: It was, the, they didn't even look like tails. they they no, like tentacles. Yeah, they look like, like tentacle- lamprey mouths. Oh mouth. my God. It was gross. It was disgusting. I was just like, okay, damn, Jamie Chung, you're hot, but this is gross. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a crush on Jamie Chung for a long time and this came really close to ruining that. <laughs> like really, really close. Honestly,
0: yeah. Like <laughs> it was, it was pretty, it was intense.
1: But the, her whole story is that supposedly she gets a hundred souls of men.
0: She like the okay. Well, if she gets a hundred souls, she becomes human again, right? Which Bec- is what her mom wanted, right? Because something had happened. What was the reason
1: that she had summoned the Kimiho in the first place?
0: To um, the mother summons the Kamiho to protect her daughter, who I believe was either molested or raped by the father
1: oh that's right yes yeah
0: by the stepfather
1: yeah that's right 100 percent. that's exactly what it was but as a result she loses a bit of her humanity yeah she becomes a bit uh unfeeling she loses touch with emotions yeah and this becomes a point of contention between her and her mother and she claims lives and eventually she's at the point of 99 lives claimed and she focuses on atticus as who will be her Mm hundredth victim the reason she chooses him is because he ends up killing her friend who worked at the at the hospital because her friend was not a... Well, yeah, she was a spy. She was a commun- communist spy. Yeah, she was a communist spy. Uh, and as a result, Atticus is ordered to shoot her. Uh, she uh, So she, her plan is to lure him to bed only to find out that he's a lot more honorable than she, than she expected. Mm-hmm. And he actually courts her. And in the process of courting her, she actually falls for him. Yes. Which leads her to which leads her to realize that she can feel emotions, which is a very big deal.
0: Cuz at first she realizes um that she's starting to feel with her friend, the oh, that's friend that, right. yeah. That's right. And that's why she seeks revenge because like she cares about yes. that friend. And then Atticus pushes it overboard by, you know, getting her to fall in love with him. Yeah. And that's what makes her like really like stick with trying to be a good person.
1: Okay. As a straight male, that uh, setting up that little movie theater for her. Like where they watched that Judy Garland movie. It made me go, oh my God. It was, it was so cute. So,
0: it was so sweet. I was just like, wow. Oh my God, Atticus. I love you too.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Like so A little good. crush on Atticus now. Like that's so, it was so sweet. And yeah, she legitimately falls in love with him. It's worth noting though, that when she kills her victims, she sees their whole life. Mm-hmm usually there's no future because she kills them so it's their whole life up until that point but she has sex with Atticus a few times and manages to control her tails
0: I think no I think the first time that they're about to have sex didn't they have sex in the little movie theater I don't believe so I thought they did Ooh, no they did something they were on the floor. <laughs> I think I think the first time they have sex is the last time that they have sex because I think um it's his first time. Right. And he has sex with her and like everything goes haywire and then she of course like sees his so future.
1: Her tails come out. Yeah. And she starts basically consuming his life force. But in that process since she's intent on not killing him, she realizes that she doesn't only see their life up until her; she sees their whole life. So she sees his future, and sees what will eventually be his death. But Atticus is obviously freaked the fuck out. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh my god, yeah. where did these just come from?" Uh huh. And he gets the fuck out of there mm-hmm. and never hears or never speaks to her again until, randomly throughout the story, he calls her. Yeah. Because he saw a vision of her back at the mansion in Artem
0: yes he she was um because what the the mansion in artem was doing was um trying to scare them with their biggest fears right and for letty it was um getting with atticus and atticus trying to hurt her and atticus's george's was wasn't even a nightmare it was just um his past relationship with um atticus's mother oh right yeah I think that I think it was meant to haunt him, but I think it's the truth of
1: that reaching Atticus. I think might have been his fear.
0: Yeah, so that it wasn't scary for George at all. Atticus's was Gia and Gia trying to kill him, right? Which at first we're just like, what? What's what's weird though
1: is she wasn't trying to kill him in her fox spirit form. Yeah, she she was, was just dressed as a Korean soldier. Yeah, and like melee fighting him basically yeah she was like fighting normal I was just like oh well, wait okay. it wasn't just fears though was it because letty's the vision was that Atticus has sex with her
0: yes but then he tries to rape her
1: oh that's right he does you're right
0: at that point she's a virgin right and it just freaked her out so right. I think that's what what it was it was supposed to be like just it's
1: worth noting the vision of Atticus tries to rape her not actually Atticus <laughs> yeah 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's just normal Gia yeah. and Korean uniform yeah. trying to kill him, and I, and we're all just like, what? What's yeah, it's on very here?
1: bizarre, but um, but I, I want to get to the to the hardcore discussion and into the finale, so I'm gonna re- rush through the next parts. Hippolyta's story takes a really interesting turn when she figures out the secret to this orrery who several people involved in the cult are trying to get their hands on. Christina and the black, uh, the the, the, the white sheriff. Yes, the 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 one chief of the of members police. of the cult. Yeah. Who he also seeks to become like some kind of leadership position. Um, yeah. They're all after this Ori. Nobody knows who has it except that's the reason is because Hippolyta took it. Yeah, she stole working it from Letty's it. house. Yeah, and she figures it out, and she figures out what it is, what it leads to. It has a key, and when she follows that to its natural to where it was leading to, she finds this machine that ends up being a. Um, Time and It's a TARDIS It's a <laughs> <laughs> It
0: is a It is a uh, Portal to m- The multiverse
1: Yeah exactly It's And we find out That not only she goes through it But Atticus also goes through it Yes Though his journey Seems to be much shorter than hers
0: Yes cause it is
1: It's like Oh yeah He goes in He sees who we find out Is his son and his son hands him the book, Lovecraft Country. Oh, no, not his son. No, it no, was... Uh, the the girl with the robotic arm.
0: The, yeah, the woman with the robotic arm hands him the book mm-hmm. and tosses him back over. Yeah,
1: exactly. So he's only in and out in a moment. Uh, and the and the book that, he, that she gives him is Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Self-referential, which is great. But it's written by... George Freeman. George Freeman. Not his uncle, but who we find out is his son. Because mm-hmm. by this point in the story,
0: Letty is pregnant. Yes. And she hasn't told nope. anyone yet, except for her sister Ruby. Right. So. But Atticus knows. Yeah, Atticus knows. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh my God. <laughs>
1: right. Uh, um, and then, yeah. So, but Hippolyta goes on this whole journey. Yes. Which is so freaking cool.
0: Yes. So she finds herself in a distant future and um, is taken captive, it seems, by sentient beings. That have taken the form of black people, like these statuesque black women with very, giant hair, very like nineteen
1: seventies retro futuristic. Like it's sci-fi; they, they very much look like sci-fi novel covers.
0: Yes, like Garnet from yeah. Steven
1: Universe. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, even the outfit. I was just like, this is very Garnet. Uh-huh. So, um, this being tells her that you know you're not you're not in prison. Like who you know. You're, you're not trapped You can leave At any time Right And Hippolyta Is confused by it But eventually She does figure it out And Transports herself To Early Paris I think the 1920s Yeah the 1920s With Josephine Baker Of yep. all people Who was a And becomes a showgirl like... <laughs> Yeah it was amazing I was just like Wow Josephine Baker And it's worth noting Because
1: Hippolyta Is also like This larger You know the, the, this oh, This fuller black woman but she because she has this ability to name herself anything, she named herself as someone who was dancing besides Josephine Baker. And that reality happened and she got to live that.
0: Yes. And she this isn't like some weird fantasy. She's living this for real. Like she meets Josephine Baker, who is an iconic dancer, mm-hmm. singer, actor, and spy. Mm-hmm. And Josephine ends up giving her some really great advice that helps um push Hippolyta into her next um adventure yep. which is her with a tribe the Mino yes which are so the what we know is well
1: uh, it's worth noting if anyone caught the names of Hippolyta and her daughter yep. these are you know Hippolyta and and Diana anyone who's a Wonder Woman fan knows these names but they're also they're they're important names just in the Amazon myth but but the what we the current version of what we know Is the myth of the Amazons Comes from a lot of sources mm. And one of those expected sources Might be the Mino Which is this tribe of African warrior women This is a real fucking thing And it's so cool And that's where she gets transported to In the role of what their version of Hippolyta would have been And it's so dope
0: uh, It was It was uh, That was my favorite I was just like go Hippolyta go uh-huh. And then when they go And
1: she kicks some ass too Oh my
0: god she was out there butchering people, yes. And you know they go out 300 style. Like mm-hmm. it's just the few uh, tribal women going up against an entire um, army of men.
1: It was br- it was British men, right? I
0: I believe so because yeah. if it, if it's Africa, it's like uh, yeah. br- British colonizers. Yeah. And they they get in a couple um, kills before ultimately they they're get, outnumbered. Yeah, yeah, they're outnumbered, and Hippolyta um, disappears and ends up.
1: Back with George.
0: Yes, she names herself George's wife. The George's wife. And she, we get to see George again and she explains. Which we know this is an alternate universe. Yeah. Because
1: it's, it's, George is, is not, George doesn't know any of this. Or at least we don't know that George knows any of this in the version of him that we met. Yeah. She instead said we relives how we met her and George, which mm-hmm. is them laying in bed together. uh, You know, being romantic with each other. So that's the moment she goes back to. It's a very sweet moment
0: It is I really liked it Because like Again like We don't know if that's The past of right. her earth Or if it is another An And I her. like that yeah. I was just like Man Maybe George didn't know He was gonna die Maybe Damn that's- And it's
1: interesting too Because like She decides to tell George Everything that's been happening In her wild Journey through time and space And he's like Alright cool Like he just accepts it, it <laughs> was, like, That was right.
0: great I was just like Wow okay
1: <laughs> Supportive as fuck Uh, But yeah, he just like accepts it and he questions whether or not he's real. And they don't really have an answer for that, which is really cool. And then that's pretty much where that journey ends, right? Is her with George?
0: Yes. um, What ends up happening is uh, her and George come to the realization that she was um, not living her life to the potential that she wanted. Right. So because of that um, moment um, being uh, brought brought up, she is able to resolve those feelings and move on. Right. And she ends up naming herself Dee's mother. Right. And we don't see her for, like, an episode. An- another so another yeah. few episodes, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. Hippolyta's but she comes never back, back, back to
1: our primary, to what we'll call our, our Earth One, if you will. Yes. Um, and yeah, and then proceeds that way. Um, but so now let's, so let's talk about what Christina's end goal is, because her father was immortal. Supposedly, oh, that's he, and he was he, and, right. They were both. They, that's one of their tricks. Is that family learned vulnerability, but he was seeking immortality. Yes, uh, and that is her goal: is immortality. And it turns out, in order to get it, she needs to basically kill Atticus. And she, I believe, she is legitimately regretful of that. Like into like, I don't think she wants to kill like. Her killing Atticus is just a thing that has to happen. Yeah, she it's doesn't not,
0: see how how it's bad. Like, it's not, like, evil to her. It's just no, a I, means
1: to an end. Yeah, it's a means to an end. Exactly. Like, I I think if she legitimately knew, like, could think of another way to do it, I think she would have. Yeah, especially but, for Ruby. Yeah, exactly. But she doesn't. She, As far as she's aware, the only way to get what she wants is to take Atticus's blood. Uh, but... She does end up helping the family along the way in several key points, always with some kind of caveat.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and one of the ways she helps is she actually gives Letty her immortality.
0: Invulnerability.
1: Invulnerability. Sorry. Yes. Invulnerability. Right. Which comes into which comes into play in a major way when a bunch of cops come and shoot up this mansion, this really nice house that she has, oh my and God. you just see bullets bouncing off this force field around her. Uh, which is protecting not only her, but her unborn child as well.
0: Yeah, that was a great which scene. Which is really
1: cool. And yeah, she's so, like, she realizes what's going on. And she's, she changes from being afraid to being just angry. Yeah. Just phenomenal. She also gives Atticus a protection spell. Which we don't really know what it does. Because, yeah, she gives him the protection rune. Mm-hmm. but hmm But him and Montrose try. She tells him how, you know, spells are cast. You know, you need intent, you need body, and you need. What was the other one? Um, intent, body. body, and, um. Was it words? Whatever. The point is, she teaches him how to cast a spell, and him and Montrose cast a spell, and nothing
0: fucking happens. Yeah, and we're they assume like, that they fucked it up. Yeah. You know, um, like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Just yeah, they're well, like, okay, the guess,
1: whatever. Uh, but lo and behold, during this police raid. When uh, Atticus shows up The cops turn their guns on him And suddenly this Shagoth comes out of nowhere And starts tossing cops like ragdolls And ripping heads off And
0: it's so fucking cool (laughs) I was like That actually That was one of the the moments in the show That actually surprised me I was just (laughs) like Oh my god That's awesome
1: And then like you know Atticus is all scared and shit And he's like protecting Letty But like the the Shagoth just like Walks up to him And like puts his, like, what is uh, the equivalent of its snout against his hand, like a
0: puppy. (laughs) And that's, that was what the spell did. It gave him his own shagoth. Shagoth, yeah. And yeah, he had control over it. Uh And and we're all just like, wow. Well, it wasn't even,
1: it wasn't even control over it. It's just loyal to him and his whole family because it ends up protecting Diana later on, Mm -hmm. which is super dope against other shagoths. Ah, So it's not even like it has distinct loyalty to them. Yeah. Which is interesting because that's clearly something that, uh, christina did not account for i guess yeah and that she didn't like disable it in any way because she did disable letty's uh invulnerability. invulnerability ended up giving it back
0: yeah which was weird i was just like why
1: because she made a promise to ruby yeah,
0: yeah despite right. the fact
1: that she killed ruby she still made a promise to her and she was instinct on their intent on keeping it yeah we'll get to that uh <laughs> but let's see who oh and then what is in my opinion by far the most terrifying Thing that happens in the whole show is what happens to Diana.
0: Oh, with the pickaninnies. <laughs> Wait, I thought they were jigaboos. No, no, the episode was jigaboos, but they're they're actually based on pickaninnies, which were like got it, yeah, um, caricatures of black children with right. like frizzy hair and hair ties and
1: big red lips, big and all red that. lips, yeah.
0: it, it, and it, they were scary, terrifying. Like it was legitimately it gave me Us vibes, But it actually frightened me. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. No, and the actresses they got well, they're dancers. Both yeah. of the girls were dancers, but the dancers they got to play the piccaninnies, mm-hmm. whoever them and the choreographer whatever them and the choreographer came up with to come up with this unnatural movement that these demons had. So okay, this all this all starts in the episode surrounding the death of Emmett Till. Yeah, which again, that's the episode that forever changed *Cruel Summer* for me.
0: Yeah, because like, uh, Emmett Till was introduced a few episodes. Um, before and
1: as a friend of Diana
0: yeah Bobo right um, and we already knew that eventually Emmett would have to die I just didn't think it would be a
1: part of the show but it
0: was I felt w- once once the kids were playing with the Ouija board and mm. the Ouija board basically told them he was gonna have a, a bad time right I, I was just like oh god they're gonna kill Emmett Till on the show yep and, and they did and the death of Emmett Till is a lot because at this point Really quickly, a- Emmett Till was a black boy who was accused of flirting with a white woman
1: in a grocery store. Yeah, whistling. Uh, that- whistling. Yep. Well, th- th- there are several accounts because he also supposedly got physical with her at some point, yeah. also. But the point is that uh, this woman's uh, brother, no, husband and brother, uh, and uh, husband and brother-in-law end up finding Emmett Till, beating him to basically to death, tying barbed wire around his neck, tying that barbed wire to a cotton gel fan. And throwing that in the river, basically. Yeah. And then they're acquitted of the crime. And then a few days later, because of double jeopardy and their inability to be charged for the crime again, they openly admit to having killed them until... Despite the fact that they were acquitted for it. It's awful.
0: And the woman also, like, on her deathbed was just like, yeah, he didn't do anything. It
1: wasn't even on her deathbed. It was just... like When she was just old. Yeah, old. Like, some dude interviewed her. And she's like, no, that wasn't that bad. And he didn't deserve to die. A child. You deserve to have been charged, lady, is the point. But anyway, so in this episode, I don't even remember... What ends up with her getting into the confrontation with the cops that ends up cursing her?
0: So, at the end of the Hippolyta episode, right. um, you'll, you see on the floor um, one of Diana's comics. So, the cops find that comic. And uh, I guess they find Diana as right. a result. And they start questioning her on what's going on or what she knows... And because she she genuinely doesn't know, they think that she's lying, so they put a spell on her.
1: Right, a curse.
0: Yeah, a curse.
1: And it summons these pick these two pickaninnies. Yeah,
0: from a what book was it? From Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Um, which is about you know a little pickaninny who harasses a white girl. Right. Like, it's it's crazy. So the character comes to life and doubles and starts trying to get closer and closer to Diana. And, and the whole
1: the whole episode is them pursuing her. They pursue yeah. her at a train station, everywhere. And like eventually she decides to like make a stand. Mm-hmm. And she starts holding them off, but Montrose oh. in his ignorance of the situation thinks that she's having some kind of episode. Yeah. And holds her down.
0: Yeah, because he thinks it's, you know, it's all in your head. Right,
1: because nobody else can see these pickanies, only her. Uh And, oh, man. And, again, I, I love, like, really subtle use of visual effects. Mm-hmm. And the subtle glow they gave their eyes is so fucking good. It makes them so much creepier, aside from the makeup and all that. I loved <sighs> it. Anyway, the point is, she's the only one that sees them. So, Montrose sees her, like, violently swinging at nothing yeah, and holds her down. Unknowing that he, in doing so, gives the Piccaninis a chance to reach her, and results in the curse taking her. Yeah. She starts to die, basically. Yeah. Not only does she start to die, but she starts turning into a pickaninny.
0: Yeah. It hits her left arm, mm-hmm. and it, it spreads like a virus. Yep. And that's how that episode ends. And it was, it yep. was, it was so scary. I was just like, oh no, they they got to her. I yep. I honestly thought you know that's it. She was dead. Yeah. I thought she was a goner,
1: but no. Then we uh, in later episodes we see that not only is her arm like necrotic, basically, but she's starting to grow big caricature lips, and her hair is frizzing out, and she's becoming one of these demons, and that's also terrifying. Uh, and in a later episode, oops. And in a later episode, we uh, you know the the goal of the episode becomes to save Diana, yes, which is the return of Hippolyta,
0: yes, and a. And uh, they introduce a time heist. I love time yeah, heists. time
1: heists are great. <laughs> uh, thank you, Paul Rudd. Um, but yeah, and as a, they go back to, because we needed, you know, we need to hit all the, like, greatest hits of, like, black tragedy. They end up going back to Tulsa. Yeah.
0: 1921, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and if you guys know history well enough, um that was just a massacre of the black community in Tulsa. Like, yep. they murdered... A it. successful black yeah. community at that. Yeah. It was dubbed the Black Wall Street. Yep. And eventually, racists got to it and just murdered the entire town. Mm-hmm. Some some people escaped, but not many.
1: Right. And uh, so they go there because... So in their current timeline, the Book of Names is missing. Yeah. It hasn't been found. Neither Christina and all of her resources could get it. Nobody has it. So the plan is to go back in time because they know that Atticus's grandmother,
0: right? I'm, I'm assuming she was either the grandmother or great-grandmother. No, it's
1: his grandmother. Okay. His grandmother in their home uh, during the Tulsa, when before the Tulsa massacre happened, that's where the book was lost, was when their house burnt down. Yeah. So they go back to the Tulsa, the, t- the just before the Tulsa massacre starts, in the goal of getting this book back. And there's also a lot of other stories that divulge here, that, that, that unravel here too.
0: Because the, the episode, because every episode at this point um, revolved around a character. So right. this was Montrose's episode. Yeah, for sure. So we're seeing all of, we're seeing the root of Montrose's, Montrose's trauma. Yeah. And with that, you see where like his aggression comes from. And it comes from his father mm-hmm. beating him for, what was it, trying on a suit and looking at himself in a mirror.
1: No, he put a flower in his hair.
0: That's what it was. He was like checking himself out in the mirror with a flower in his hair. And his dad was calling him You want to be a sissy boy? Yeah. Yeah. Just starts beating him. Mm-hmm. In the front yard, yeah. no less. Yeah. And everybody's just walking by yeah. very casually, which is like, like that's a thing that still happens. Like people will beat their kids mm-hmm. and everybody's just like, yeah, it's another yeah, day. That's fine. Like,
1: but uh, but yeah. And as a matter of fact, like uh, Atticus's mother, who is the same age as Montrose, she's the one that like intervenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always assumed uh, 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 there's also an interesting dynamic where it's uh, everyone assumes that George is like the favorite son mm-hmm. And he doesn't get abused too But that uh, Montrose sets that straight no, no he got it too he just didn't get it in public Yeah Because mm-hmm. uh, because well I forget what their dad's name but their dad wanted him, wanted him to at least have one son he could be proud of Yeah um, Yeah and that ends up uh, That story specifically culminates in this moment where uh the reason that he so the reason that Atticus had this vision in the dream at the very beginning of the series of Jackie Robinson swinging a bat and saying I got you kid is because uh his father told him a story about how when the massacre hit his life got saved by a man with a baseball bat who comes in and basically destroys these attackers that were about to kill him Mm -hmm. and looks at him points and says I got you kid and that's the man who saves his life. We follow uh, Montrose, who is following himself as a youth, as he goes to witness the death of who would have been his first crush, his yeah. ma- first male crush, and he has a moment of like where he tries to attack. Like he, Montrose decides, no, I'm going to be a man, and he starts acting homophobic towards uh, the po- the boy he obviously had romantic interest in. Yeah. Uh, But this in turn happens out in like a park and he ends up getting, the boy ends up getting shot as these white murderers come through the town. And it's at this moment that he realizes the man with the baseball bat is supposed to show up and they're waiting for him only for Atticus to find a baseball bat at his feet. Yes. And to realize that he's the man who saves his father's life, which is so cool.
0: And also tragic because he's just, you know, Atticus at this entire time, right before he picks up the bat is just like... Oh we can't interfere Right We can't interfere Sorry your friend's Just gonna have to die Yeah exactly If your friend If your friend doesn't die I might not live Blah 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 blah. It's just like damn That's (laughs) This is kind of sad Cause you know Atticus ends up interfering Yep And a life probably Could have been spared Probably would have Altered some things But It's really sad also It's just Mm -hmm. like damn Montrose Like you know For him to like See all of his trauma Being like um, Presented to him again And Knowing that Like in the back of his mind Like it, he could have still saved his lover. Sure, it but must have been. Also, like,
1: this has to be like an eye-opening moment for Montrose too—that yeah. the man who saved his life was his, his yeah. son, yeah. which is bonkers. Yeah. But you know, time travel. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, and there. Oh, it's uh, worth noting that. Uh, so they they went through a portal to get here, and this portal is being physically kept. Oh, not physically but kept open by Hippolyta's newfound abilities.
0: Yeah, and it is like draining her at this point because they've been there for a while. Yeah, so, oh
1: man, okay. So let's talk about the Book of Names. So Letty ends up being the one who has to track down the Book of Names and does so by seeking refuge in Atticus's grandmother's house when they're all in lockdown and preparing to defend themselves. Uh, the house. They, they. uh The grandmother eventually figures out that something's up with Letty when she seeks catches Letty snooping through some drawers and shit. Yeah. Uh, and eventually Letty c- comes clean with her and tells her what the deal is. Uh, and then at that starts to happen, they start to burn the house down. Yep. And Jesus Christ, man. So it's worth noting that Letty is uh, uh, invulnerable. Mm-hmm. And has this whole conversation with Atticus's grandmother, and Atticus's grandmother gives her the book, but Atticus's grandmother also has to come to terms with the fact that she's gonna die. Like, there's no way for her to escape this house. Yep. And she hands her the book literally as fire begins to like engulf the room that they're in. And Letty is left standing there untouched by the fire because of her protection, watching Atticus's grandmother burn yeah just completely to a crisp and holy shit man
0: (sighs) it was it was it was so it was so sad because like you know things like that happened Mm -hmm. one and they have like a operatic version of sonia sanchez's catch fire oh yeah being performed in the background and the moment is just even more intense because of that it's just so much and Like, you know, Letty had already dreamed of herself in a red dress being set um, a lit and she couldn't understand the dream. And right there, Mm -hmm. that moment, clicks. that's when she realizes what the dream meant. And I was so sad. I was just like, oh, oh, my God, this show just all this trauma is just a lot. It is a lot. And then, you know, Letty Lewis, who has been sprinting. (laughs) through nine episodes. Literally like track star level sprinting for nine episodes. Usain bolting (laughs) down every road Is walking slowly through a burning Tulsa while Hippolyta
1: is like will, like using every inch, like ounce of her will to keep this portal open.
0: There's like two inches of portal left, and Uh Letty is casually strolling strolling. like it's a summer day Uh in 1990 or something. I mean, to be fair,
1: she's very traumatized, yes, and she's having like an emotional moment. But Letty, there's no time, yeah, (laughs)
0: like we gotta go. Uh And Montrose is again watching the city burn down yep. all over again.
1: Yep. Reliving and Letty's the walking trauma. through the
0: fire. And eventually, finally, Letty catches up and they go through the portal. But in the process of keeping the portal open,
1: like she drains so much of her that like it causes some kind of energy feedback into Hippolyta and her hair turns blue. Which is really cool because Diana writes comic books and one of the comic book characters that she writes about is this blue-haired, like, time space traveler. Yep. So it's cool that it ends up, like, her mom ends up becoming the real version of that. It's super dope. Yeah,
0: it was, that was that was awesome. I was just like, oh, God, they gave Hippolyta blue hair.
1: Yep, she's it's so cool. She's gonna rule the universe. Yep, it's so cool. And then they get back, and they're able to save Diana. They reverse the curse, but her arm is permanently damaged. Yeah. Uh, which matters, because once she's up and about and moving, Diana takes, which we never get to see the workshop, which really bothers me because I really wanted to see it. I really thought they were going to like pan out and yeah, we would see. But no, it's just we're left in mystery forever. But Hippolyta brings her into, she's created like some workshop where she clearly has all this dope future tech in there. And we find out that she gives Diana a robotic arm. Yep. Which, you know, is cool because we know we know that there's another robotic ar- lady with a robotic arm mentioned earlier in the story. And that's super dope. And she ends up using that robotic arm to kill the uh, the sheriff, the chief of police, who cursed her in the first place.
0: <sighs> that was like, yeah. I, 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 they were. This show was so well done. Yep. Like, oh my god! Like, there was so like from the from the first episode to the last, like so much detail. I'm like, how did they even do this? Yep. Like, they must have had a whole wall of just like that they wanted to like make sure they get it's, ac- across. It's
1: like that meme from uh, from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia."
0: <laughs> with Charlie, <laughs> yeah, with Charlie, with all the strings. Like, I'm assuming that's exactly how their writers' room was. <laughs> yep. Um, but um, I think what 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 the show left me with was Hippolyta has access to the multiverse. Right. So is this? <laughs>
1: I don't know. We'll talk we'll, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll get into I wanna, it. that's that only so when we get to talk about the end. Okay. But so uh it's it's worth noting by the way that Jiha came to America yes. because she was afraid for uh for Atticus's life.
0: Yeah, because Atticus ends up calling her and he's right. like, How did you know? Right. And from there, from that phone call, Jia flies out to go see her man.
1: <laughs> and uh Atticus
0: is a dick. Oh my god. For like no reason that this woman flies out of flies from well, I mean, not for no reason. No, well, here's my thing though, okay?
1: By the, like if the, if if Attic if this had all happened like in the first episode and Atticus reacted that way, fine. But by this point he's seen shagoths, he's seen sirens, he's seen time travel. Like, look, you can accept that she's a nine-tailed spirit. She yeah. didn't fucking kill you. Relax. But he treats her like a like a douchebag
0: yeah his his like contention with her was completely unnecessary
1: what we had wasn't real it's like damn dude like she's clearly like here for you bro i
0: I felt that i was just like damn jonathan majors oh my god (laughs) i
1: think even letty felt that too yeah
0: but um she still stays in town
1: yeah yeah and she ends up being important in the, the super important actually because so Christina's on her on her path to immortality
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Atticus is on the path to interfere with that in some way shape or form we don't find out the details of which until the very end uh but part of it involves getting certain things he needed the blood of Titus which is already inside of him mm-hmm. he needed a piece of Christina's body because
0: or it was a a, a piece of um her body and the last one was like um
1: a piece of of t- uh, not titus of uh yeah what, titus oh it was titus yeah, yeah yeah
0: so they they had to summon his spirit well i don't think i i mean
1: i don't know if a spirit has physical flesh so i, I don't, think they
0: i think <laughs> they summoned his spirit and made him physical yeah
1: i guess yeah you're right and like tore a piece of skin out of that wasn't that was a lot uh I was
0: walking around and looked like so ham
1: they needed all these things to uh to to make the spell that would defeat christina work and to get the piece of christina they went to Ruby because they know that Ruby has this now. They, they by this point they now know that Ruby has this relationship with Christina. Yeah. Um, and we are led to believe, well, oh, so, so Ruby uh, at first rebukes Letty. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not doing that.
0: Because Letty really does only come to Ruby when, when it, she needs something. when she needs something. Yep.
1: But then at the end, we see Ruby show up with this vial of Christina chunks. <laughs> and uh, we're believed that you know she's going along for the finale and to help them defeat everybody. Yeah. Um, and then they're all, they they make their way back to Artem with the with the goal of interfering with this spell, only to eventually only for Letty to figure out that Ruby isn't Ruby, she's Christina who has taken a Ruby potion, <sighs> which means that the piece of Christina that Letty gave Atticus is not Christina at all. Yeah. so they there's no way to bind the three of them because even though he did eat a real piece of Titus he does not have a piece of Christina mm-hmm. and one of the uh one of the things that he gave up oh, in exchange for the protection spell I think it was was that he would show up on this night willingly to be sacrificed yeah uh, and he does and he almost is it's worth uh, before this though letty and uh Letty and Ruby have a fight. Well, the uh, well, Christina in the Ruby form, they have this knockout fight in the top of this bell tower. Uh,
0: I was like, uh, Letty is going up against Ruby, throwing up some real like, haymakers uh, too. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> Like Ruby, Ru- Christina, Ruby will crush Letty,
1: and and does. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally, actually but, yeah. throws her off the bell tower, and we are left to assume that Letty and her unborn child are dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, because oh, earlier. That's right. Earlier, before all this happened. Christina came to them asking them for something else and they didn't go along with it. What was it exactly? She wanted the book. Oh, that's right, it was the book of names. Mm -hmm. And they didn't go, she said, you give me the book of names, I'll leave you and your family alone and it'll be done with it. Yeah. which. I do have to wonder if she really would have. Like if they had just given her the book exactly. of names. I'm just
0: like, what what would have what how would that story have turned out? Because like Christina kind of keeps her word. So yeah. I was just like hmm. She's never
1: been dishonest. Well, except for when she was pretending to be William. Yeah. But every word, like every promise she's made, she's kept. So like she comes to them, it's like, look, I know you have the book of names. That's the only way that they, I think she figured out the only way they could have cured Diana. hmm
0: because Titus tells, his, tells her. Oh that's, right. yeah, he appears, oh, that's right. Yeah, he appears in front of her and he's just like, these
1: hey. Those N-words have yeah. the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't get to finish it, but she figures it out. Uh, and they straight up tell her no. Like Atticus like stands up and no. And kind of like in a little hissy fit, she removes Letty's invulnerability. <laughs> um, and so now Letty is vulnerable. And therefore, when Christina throws her off the top of the bell tower... She just splatters on the ground, and we presume that Letty is dead. Only to find out that Letty kept her promise... Because Ruby made her promise that she wouldn't hurt Letty. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, even though uh, Christina clearly had to kill Ruby to make this happen. Oh, no, that's... Oh, no, sorry. Uh, she, I just remembered who Diana kills with the arm. It wasn't the police chief.
0: Yes, it was uh, Christina at the It was the Christina, end.
1: yeah. But... Um, but yeah, so she throws Letty uh, Letty off, but keeps her promise of not killing her by actually reactivating the invulnerability. Yeah, presumably, like as she threw her off, because she was definitely kicking her ass up until that point.
0: Yeah, I, I I I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if it was like as she was falling or after she hit the ground. No, because she has to touch her. Mm, okay. So I think like it's. Cause I think it just it takes a
1: moment to take into effect. Because mm-hmm. so I think it's just as she let her go. So she hits, but then she doesn't die because the, invul- the invul- vulnerability is already taking effect.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay.
1: Um, but yeah, cause she definitely, I mean, she, t- she had to touch her the first time she gave her the invulnerability. Okay. But um, all this results in Atticus putting himself in the position of sacrifice, thinking he can interfere with it, only to find out that he's not able to, because yeah. he can't make the connection between Christina himself and the piece of Titus that he has. But here comes Gia with her creepy-ass fucking nine tails, and just as uh, Christina thinks she has, the, she's achieved uh, her end goal, Atticus is already dead at this point. He's yeah. bled out. Uh, yeah, because she slashes him on... E- she, first off, he's held up in a crucifix position, it looks... which is intense in and of itself, and she slashes across both of his arms.
0: And they, those are deep, long oh, yeah. gashes. Oh, my God.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that that that's how you bleed out is by cutting that way. And so it's it's real. And like he bleeds out and she seems to complete the spell, but Letty keeps the spell going. And to make the bridge between the three of them, Jiha uses her eyes, her tails, I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and binds Atticus to Christina. Which results in the spell going off. Now, here's where I have a problem with the finale. Okay. Uh, first off, it killed off the most interesting couple for me because I loved the way Christina and Ruby's relationship was going.
0: I, I honestly me too, because it was just like, okay, because it 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 kind of humanized Christina. Yeah. You're like, oh, she's not that bad because she actually does care about Ruby. Yeah. Even even in the Emmett Till episode, yes. she found a way to make herself feel and go through the same things that Well, because Ruby confronts
1: yeah, her. Yeah, she tells she's... her, You don't even care about this. Mm-hmm. About this boy that died. And and Christina's like, No, I don't. Like yeah. I don't have that human connection, but then yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, she mimics um, the murder of Emmetilde to, to. She act. hires two guys, yeah. by the
1: way, to kill her, which is insane.
0: Yeah, just to see how you know how and what Emmett must have filled so she could understand what Ruby meant. Yep. Which by the by the end of that, you're just like, wow, she really does care about Ruby, like deeply and like truly. Yep. Like,
1: it's also interestingly enough. So even after Ruby found out that she was Christina. She continued having a relationship, but usually with her, with Christina taking the form of William. Yeah. So usually they would continue to role play basically that he was William, and for the most part, at first she would stay. She was in the white woman persona, but she eventually gave that up. But eventually, towards the end, there, like her and Christina share a moment of intimacy, just as themselves. And like, it's very real. Like, it's like Christina's like, have you ever clearly alluding to, have you ever been with a woman? Uh, And she's like, no, but they they have, they clearly share a passionate moment, which is really interesting that this relationship is so real. I thought that was really cool. But then Christina dies and Ruby dies. Yeah. And that's a big letdown.
0: <laughs> and the I think one of the little things that the show did was in the very first episode, the song that they're singing in the last episode is a song that Ruby said that she would never sing. Yep. So from that from from the 10th episode you could tell like, "Hey, this is probably not Ruby." Yep. If you were paying attention. Yep. So like but it was such a
1: cute moment yeah, in the yeah, car you're just too like, oh. that you kind of forget about it. Yeah, because it is because you get you get the girls singing. Because what song was it? Um,
0: oh man, it was something. Have a little dream.
1: Dream? Oh my- no, 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 no. No. Regardless, it's all the girls in the back singing, uh, singing the song, and then uh, and then Atticus comes in with the baritone, and <laughs> it's a great little like road trip moment.
0: Yeah, it's very cute and. You know, like,
1: but yeah, you don't realize that this is a song that Ruby literally said she would never sing.
0: Yeah, and it, it, that's when it, it it's even more heartbreaking. You're just like, damn, Ruby. Mm-hmm. But I really did like their relationship. I wanted to see it like progress in season two.
1: Yep, but, but... Uh, unless they find some way to bring them both back, they're dead. Yeah. Well, okay, so Christina, not only does she not become immortal, but she loses her invulnerability. Okay, and here's what I have an issue with. I'm okay because look, I, I I am a Latino man,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: for all intents and purposes, I pass as white.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and I was I had absolutely no issues with white people being the villain of this episode of mm-hmm. this uh, of this show. That's fine because for this point of history, point is we were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did it. I I felt like so the the what the what the big grand spell at the end ended up doing was locking white people off from magic altogether. Yeah. Uh, and giving it only to black people, which I get the message. It's just the way it was presented. I didn't like. Okay. Because first off, it, it's a little more complicated than just white people and black people. Yeah. You get me? And like, I know friends who are as white as I am with black parents. Yeah. And like, so it's, it's I, I get it. Like this is a very listen, this, this this series is very black and white, both figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the way that was worded or presented. I okay. feel like it could have been. It should have been more. It, it felt I don't know I don't know how to put it into words. It felt very like like look, look, here's the point. Here's here's like it was very it was too literal for me.
0: Okay. I think at, at least my like my uh view of it is that um because if you're usually when you're latino you there is some african oh, ancestry yeah. in there despite no how what. much
1: people will yeah, deny no it. Matter, yeah, yeah yeah
0: no matter how much you um, no matter how mixed you are whatever there's still some tinge either so african think, or
1: straight indigenous it's yeah, one of the two
0: <laughs> i think when when for that spell it's very specific like Always been white Sure But the like, thing
1: Okay but at the same time I'm also Irish Spanish and Norwegian Yeah So that's what I'm saying Like the future is not Black and white Yeah Like that's not the future the But they fu- don't know They don't know the future I know I know But the, the show writers do Yeah You get me And so like the future Is not black or white The future is going to be Where that's not going to matter
0: Yeah
1: Uh. So for me The idea of like I, I just don't I can't reconcile That less for a show with monsters and, and time travel, that's the part of the show I couldn't reconcile with reality. Okay, because it seemed that seemed more agenda than the rest of the show did. Really? Yeah, because it again it didn't it 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 it, it, it changed it from being like the strife. It, it, I felt like that made it a little more propaganda to me in terms of it became. Not what black people dealt with But it became distinctly anti-white Which I don't want to be anti-anybody
0: Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say Because I wouldn't say that I don't know, I I just, I didn't see it as an Anti, like I mean, it is Technically anti-white, but I didn't see it as Malicious, because When we talk about, like, colonization And all that, right. it's all, like, done by white yeah people. absolutely so i i think that's what they're going for like eventually like i'm pretty sure like the spell can be undone anyway i'm pretty sure like it's not a spell that is ultimate like it can be undone in some form someone with better magic but, but it has
1: to be a black person
0: yeah maybe <laughs> maybe a mixed black person maybe but that, but i
1: i i can i can accept that all that's possible mm-hmm. again i just don't i didn't like the presentation of it yeah I just wish it would have been, it would have had a little more depth to it than just like, no, nope, no more magic for white people. Like that, just that part of it yeah. felt very, uh, like the whole show presented its message so well. And I feel like that was just so literal and so like anti-white that it was kind of a letdown compared to the storytelling of the rest of the show.
0: It's hard because like we're we're dealing with white people that the, the kinds of white people that they're used to, Absolutely. Which are, Almost all of them are Like just really bad characters And that's all they know And I think that's what There wasn't a single
1: Decent white person in the show Like Christina
0: was like The decent one And she was like Still bad No she
1: wasn't She was just not racist Yeah Like that's the only She was just
0: like Trying to get what she wanted By any means necessary But like The characters are all used To those kinds of white people Like just the terror The constant terror So that's all they know They don't know What the future will look like So like To say hey I'm gonna take away All magic from all white people Like they're basing it on their experience. I get it. Only. I 100%. But I, I get what you mean. The show writers could have gone in a different direction. But I think they're trying to like, you know, we know what life is like right now. It's still pretty, still pretty messy. But I think they're trying to keep it in that time period. I, I, I like,
1: look, this, I'm not, I'm not a writer on the show. Yeah. And I'm not Misha Green because Mormon is talented. But, like, just as an example, instead of it being, like, white people will never have magic again, it belongs only to black people now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, I, it could have been something more like, you know, not only- I mean, she only, didn't
0: explicitly say it's just for, like- Magic will never
1: harm black people again. Mm-hmm. Or you, uh, uh, white people will never use magic against us again. Or something more like, because it, 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 th- that felt more, the way they phrased it is more like, ha, I won versus, ha, I found justice.
0: Yeah you get But me? It, it was just I, it, I think it was just Done that way To hurt Christina I get it Yeah That's true For sure It's just again it like, Cause yes. like Christina's Already like you know, she's, Under she's, a pile of rubble yeah, She's dying. just like In pain already And to hear that Is just like wow I really fucked, fucked up. up And I <laughs> fucked it up For everyone uh-huh. Like I know what They were trying to do Yeah, Like they were just Trying to hurt Christina The worst way possible Which again like I get it But like Christina Again She was just trying to f- You know Yep, get her own powers without having to rely on a man, which in turn she did. Yep, (laughs) but (laughs) that's true. (laughs) It's 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 kind of funny, but um, yeah. The that didn't bother me. There were other things that bothered me way more.
1: You know, like Yahima. Let's get into. Oh yeah, let's talk about Yahima. So early in the beginning of the series, when they're first exploring all this magic, they find it's Titus's like workshop, right?
0: I believe, or. Was it Winthrop or Titus no it was Titus? Yeah, no, Titus. it was Titus.
1: That's where they find the pages. Yeah. So they find Titus's workshop, and in the fucking workshop, they find a skeleton?
0: Right? Yeah, like a just a crib keeper looking skeleton yeah. just like hunched over. We're assuming the 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 person is dead, right? They touch the table. No, or, they take the pages yeah, from the Yeah, they take t- the pages they, from the in, hands and the
1: clutched in her hands.
0: Yes, and the spirit comes to life. And it is a...
1: Siren, basically. uh, Yes. But it's a hermaphroditic indigenous woman.
0: Yeah, two-spirit. Right. So this character is, like, clearly important. We're like, oh, my God. This character is going to be so important. Yep. And at the (laughs) very end of this episode, after getting to know this character... um, Oh, she's going to be so cool.
1: (laughs) She's going to be so important. She's going to be
0: Atticus's guide to magic. Nope. Montrose slits their throat Mm. and just ends the character right then and there. And we're all just like, wait, what just happened? Yep. And it's just like, why present a two-spirit character, like an important character like like that, just to kill them? Yep, yep, yep. That's insane. And Misha Green's perspective was, hey, I'm going to show you that... The oppressed can also be oppressors, which is true. Yeah, there is a lot of transphobia, homophobia, sure. in black and Latin communities. Oh yeah, like everywhere. Um, but there's just so much more like anger in like black and Latino communities oh, yeah. about it. So like, I get what she was trying to do, but it was executed poorly. Oh my god. Yeah,
1: man. Like, uh, I, was- I get the message, but again, it, it was such. It's another situation where she pres- she. She dangled this uh, this carrot in front of us, and it gets taken away. Like we yeah. just it's, it it leads nowhere, and that's so disappointing. What else bothered you?
0: Let me see. Um, let me think. I wish I wish they kind of delved deeper into like. Atticus's anger issues mm. Like They they I mean they They kind of do But he never ki- He never really resolves it it's, it's just like Hey we talked We're fine But yeah. is it really over I don't know Well it's Well I mean I think I, I feel like they
1: Not resolved it But we got to the root of it in not only his upbringing But his clear PTSD yeah. From being a soldier too But yeah I, well, I don't know if we'll get to resolve it Because as of right now He's dead <laughs> Yeah Is he dead? Was there a funeral? Who knows? Right Alright <laughs> so let's get to that so let's speculate. Where, what, where do you think season two is going to go, and what do you want to see happen?
0: Okay, so I feel like this is one possible timeline. Hippolyta controls the multiverse at this point; she can go anywhere at any time. Okay, I'm pretty sure she went back to her correct timeline, but maybe they're going to explore the multiverse more. Hmm. Um, trying to think. We didn't see a funeral for Atticus. Sure. We didn't. Um, Ruby is still lying somewhere.
1: Connected to a machine.
0: Yeah, so is she truly dead? Or I mean, is she in a
1: deep coma? Maybe. I don't know. But That's if... one of
0: those, like, I wish the episode was a little bit longer. I needed some kind of resolution in hmm. case season two somehow didn't happen, even though it is. Um, and... What will Dee's life be like now? She yeah. has the robot arm. Mm-hmm. The show, the sh- is like super cool with her. They're yep. like SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because at, w- at one point when all the craziness is going on, Dee gets left behind in the car. What's the car's name again? Um.
0: Ooh. What is the car's name? Because the car had a name. Yes. Whatever.
1: The, she gets left behind in the car. It's it's this really cool looking station wagon, but uh, and it's the the car that George took on all the travel mm-hmm. guide trips and all that. But she gets left behind in the car and gets swarmed by shagoths yeah who were we know that they're they run rampant in the wilds of art in the forest of artem yeah and she gets swarmed but then atticus's shagoth shows up who is bigger than the other shagoths for some reason
0: bigger and blacker that yeah. was so very funny. very
1: like all the other ones are like this pale white and he's like this big dark shagoth yeah
0: oh man so yeah it ends up protecting her and they become like it's like a buddy cop. Yep. Comedy at this point, like together, like they're just out here, like.
1: Well, it's it's a comic book. Like yeah. it's a girl with it's, a robotic arm with her monster pet. Even like, the
0: end scene is it's that's a comic book cover. Yep. Like that was amazing. But um. Oh yeah.
1: So Christina dies, by the way, because uh, Diana approaches her when she's uh, under all this rubble and snaps her neck yeah. with her robotic arm.
0: And she she says her little line. She's just like, oh. They they still haven't learned and crushes Christina's neck mm. and just so much so much blood comes out and you're just like damn Christina's- Woody Woody okay name the car okay but and yeah. um just like damn Christina's actually done so I I, I honestly assume Christina was somehow gonna make it out
1: I was hoping because like I said I, I I really like again that's another thing that it's the same thing that they the show dangled this in front of me and just took it away because mm-hmm. I want. I was okay with Christina dying eventually, but I wanted to explore, like, the real relationship between Ruby and Christina more. Yes. Now that they had both dropped their facades. Yeah. They were no longer, you know, putting on their white woman and white guy costumes.
0: It's just, it's tragic all around because Christina's dead. Ruby's probably dead. Yep. Like, and Ruby, Ruby doesn't get to really, like, um, fix... Her relationship with letty completely like you we 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 get a little taste by them saying you know she tried to get the potion right um the vial of christina's like parts and give it to letty and that's what end up um driving constraint christina to kill her right it's just like damn dude she tried and um letty has to live with that now yeah like, like her, <laughs> her well, partner's let's, talk, let, let's yeah.
1: talk about the state of the show because okay. our protagonist is dead yeah uh our antagonist is dead uh, we're left with Hippolyta. Well, Hippolyta, who is a time lord. Yeah. Uh, and Letty, who is now the keeper of the book of names and basically the mistress of magic at this point.
0: Yeah, she's still invulnerable. Yep.
1: Wow. And like I said, she is the keeper. She has assigned magic to be a tool, just not a to be only for you know black people, and so that makes her she is the key exactly that the keeper of magic
0: now. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, like, is Letty the main character now? That's what I'm going with. Because, like, eventually, Jonathan's going to have to film that Marvel movie. So, like, (laughs) it it works out for him. So, like, how... Like, if he does come back, it's definitely going to have to be... Unless... Unless he somehow managed to survive all that, but I doubt it. Well,
1: let's oh, let, well remember though. HBO has shitty recording schedules. We've got like two year breaks between seasons of Westworld, okay. so it's very possible he'll have plenty of time to shoot to just shoot whatever Marvel yeah. movie he
0: has. That's true. That that also is true. Mm-hmm. But um, the next Atticus we see, will he be the Atticus we know? Right. Will it be another Atticus whose Letty died? And like they somehow make it work? I don't know.
1: Yep. <sighs> what I'm really really worried about. And this is a big fear for me: mm-hmm. is that they're going to pull one of those. Oh no! This was all another timeline. Looking into another timeline to figure out what happens. I'm really worried about that. What is this Twilight? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I Alice mean, looking at the future. Exactly. It's, it's
0: very possible because again, she has that that ability. Yep. So, like, she could be like Doctor Strangeing yep. up and seeing all possible versions. Well,
1: but- we don't really know. Is Hippolyta's ability to actually change events and stay in the same timeline. You get me? Yeah. We don't know that she can pull like an Infinity War or an Endgame rather and actually because well, actually, no, the opposite. Because in Endgame, you can't change the timeline. I mean it becomes your future. We can talk about that later. Another day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh but the point is like, versus like back to the future where you can change the timeline. So I'm curious as to what her ability to change these actual events in this timeline, affecting these people, will be. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You're right. <sighs> I don't know. I just I
1: like I liked the series more than I liked the finale.
0: The fin I'm I'm very like it is very rare for me to like the way something ends anyway. That's Watchmen true. Watchmen was the fir- like the finale in a long time that I yep. like. I also like the leftovers, which was his I other show. Oh, it's great. Um, second season's a little weak, but uh, mm. third season is really great. Also from the creator of Watchmen. Also stars Regina King in Ooh. the second season. Okay. But um, I love that ending, too. Um, it remind Well, you might watch it, so let me not okay. tell you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this ending, like, there were some things I liked about it, but overall, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Right. Because, like, I don't like things unresolved. I don't like yep. no... like. Did Atticus get a funeral? Is he dead? What's happening with Ruby? I need to know these things yep. to feel okay. Because now, who knows how long it'll be till the next season because of everything going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know when I'll get to see that. I don't want to live with that. Yeah. Like.
1: We're, we're, we're left holding this plate of unresolved questions. Yeah. And it's frustrating. It's well, like, don't be wrong. Do, I know they need to, like, give us something to, like, want for the next season yeah but this what they left us with was not in my opinion good enough yeah we needed a little more resolution
0: if it was this. just 10 minutes longer yeah it would have been great yep just 10 minutes just to get everything you know done Yep, and they could have done it they just
1: i d- i think i think misha left the questions unanswered that she did with uh, with the distinct purpose of like I feel like I I feel like a little bit of frustration was the res- was the uh intended uh, response to yeah. this, with good reason. But still, I I can't help but feel like, like I said, like the series as a whole doesn't like the, it deserved a better ending. Yeah. Because again, it, it even though we like you said it did get picked up for for season two, if this had been how the show ends,
0: I would been like, upset. I'd, I'd
1: be so mad. Yeah. Like, that's almost like Game of Thrones for me. Like, no, I can't, the series can't end this way.
0: Oh my God, Game of Thrones. <laughs> we don't I have still to think talk about that. that. I know, uh, I still think about it, though. I still get like, angry wow. about it all the time. Like, I'll be at work cutting bread, and I'm just like, man. <sighs> uh, season eight. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yep. It's like, how I met your mother, season eight. We don't <laughs> talk about that either. <laughs> all right.
1: Uh, but overall, Lovecraft Country was an amazing show. Yeah it it told it had some really important things to say yeah. which i think is really cool and it told them in a way that was legitimately interesting
0: yeah and they 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 did a wonderful job of inserting actual like black history into the show yep and this very fictionalized show and you know kids learning from it That was amazing My sister learned from that I've told her a lot of these things She didn't retain it Sure But the show helped her retain right. it So I'm just like oh perfect Like she She has that ability me. Yeah I'm just like perfect
1: Yeah but- and, and yeah Like even me uh, Even myself You know we we would discuss Because I was messaging you After basically every yeah. episode And we would discuss things And then I'd go into like a deep dive And uh, like I Like a very surface level Knew about Emmett Till but I went I read like a whole biography on the what happened I read the interview with his cousin I've read so it's it's really cool when a show pushes you to do that yeah something else I really want to talk about in the show that the show did just before we wrap up was mm-hmm. the show's use of audio okay because like it has a few moments where it overlays like audio clips of people speaking mm-hmm. like the Judy Garland clip in the in the episode with Gia yeah there's a there's a there's a it's a really well-known interview with Judy Garland closer towards the end of her life where she talks where she's like at this point in her life she has dropped the facade of America's sweetheart and she has this very real moment where she talks about not wanting to be what everyone expects of her yeah it's very cool because they over even though it's not like nothing related to Judy Garland's happening at that moment they overlay clip from that interview over Jiha coming to terms with who she is yeah which was really cool
0: yeah, I, that was one of my favorite things they did. They did that a lot in the show. Yep. Um, you had you had speeches from like um, Naomi Wald, Wadler from uh the Women's March. It's this mm-hmm. young girl, she had this beautiful speech um presented at the Women's March, and that was done over. Was it Diana's episode? I don't. I believe remember. so. Um. Yes. I, yeah, I think it was Diana's yep. episode. Yep, yep. 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 And um. You had uh, the Sonia Sanchez poetry being performed mm-hmm. and later turned into an operatic song in Montrose's episode yep. when the house is burning down, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Wow, this show's just, just so perfect." Yep. Like, I love that. Like, they take these modern things and it's still, it still like relates to something that happened in the '50s. Yep. Like, that was great.
1: And it just it, it it it's a perfect example of how to use, uh, historic like things that are historical tragedies, but to use that tragedy to tell a story that doesn't disrespect, like mm-hmm. the victims of that tragedy or you know what that tragedy means to people. Yeah. Like that the the these tragedies they're effectively retelling the lessons that we should learn as humans from what those tragedies led to. Yeah. Which is uh, a difficult thing to do And Misha does it expertly Yeah It's it's really impressive I think that's all I can possibly Well no that's not true I can talk we, for hours no, about the show There's so much
0: that we can get into you know
1: But, uh, but like
0: we'd be here for hours Yeah,
1: yeah. but uh, what I want from season 2 More than anything Is well first off I, I do some part of me still thinks That there's a chance that Christina has a trick up her sleeve Yeah there is some part of me that believes that that might be possible again it's the world of magic she could have cloned exactly. herself she could have we don't know or maybe even a multiverse christina she might I don't not be know. able
0: to perform magic but there might still be a spell on her right like how does that work like will she will she be able to you know <laughs> you know right reform her neck and just rise up out of the rubble or you know?
1: or or like i said like if we assume that pe- that she can take the form of other people, uh, we can. I feel like we can also assume that like anything magical is possible. So, like in like D D, you can make like a simulacrum of yourself, which is a magical clone of yourself. Hmm. So I'm just saying I'm 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 hoping that Christina still had one sleeve one trick up her sleeve because I'm not done with her. Like I want more. She's a great character. Yeah,
0: but with the multiverse. That's true There's so many more Christina's no, out sorry. there So like It'll be like Flash you know uh, What was his name Harrison L- Let's let's not make that Comparison though Because Jesus Christ <laughs> Oh my god
1: That show started off So fucking good I was man. so
0: excited I love the I love the Flash character So like Uh huh Me too This will be a Flash podcast If I keep going <laughs> But they're, they're, they're If the multiverse Is a thing That they uh, Focus on There's many more Christina's yep. And with the same agenda So That's true she she'll always come back i
1: just hope that doesn't become the thing like i don't want this to turn into just a multiverse jumping show yeah like i don't want it to be the modern version like the black version of sliders because like i need i I wanted to stay in where uh, i like the the way the oh, one earth yeah I, I like the the what's the word i'm looking for here the the very Black Americana Feel that the show has Yeah Hippolyta's episode Was cool But it definitely Is not Doesn't fit With the rest of the show Yeah
0: cause it's Afrofuturistic. Yeah. It's the only thing Like it So uh, I loved it But I yeah I get what you mean Like I I don't want Doctor Who From exactly. this point on Exactly Like I have Doctor Who Yep <laughs> But Yeah I don't know What they're gonna do With season 2 I'm very excited To see what they do With it sure. There's still so many Like loose ends That they need to Like tighten Yep So We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I have faith. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not worried
1: about them dropping the ball. It's just the series didn't end the way I was expecting. Yeah. So I don't know what to expect anymore.
0: Yeah. Which
1: is, I guess, the point.
0: Yeah, I'm. I like as as like um lackluster as some parts of the finale, the se- the season finale uh, was. Um, I know it's just season one so that's why I was yeah, like exactly. not too harsh on it I'm just like oh it's just the first season yep yep yep. so I'm very excited to see what's next hopefully Jonathan Majors comes back because I miss his arms already so <laughs> <laughs> That was like my favorite part of the show. I'm just sure. like wow, the dude is swole. There's and no Misha doubt. Misha Green knew this. Like that's what most people were like thirsting over. So she would occasionally post pictures of Jonathan Majors <laughs> on set, and it's just like wow. Ye. I mean,
1: hey, I was a hundred percent here for Letty. Yeah, so I get it.
0: Uh, oh, Journey, she's so pretty. Uh-huh. Like, I, I followed the entire like um, cast on Twitter, and they're just so into the show, and oh, they yeah. like, I love it. It's amazing. And. Yep. Twitter people, they they found details that even I missed, and I was just like, wow. That's, that's awesome. That's great. But all right, guys.
1: Well, that's our uh, our deep dive on uh, Lovecraft Country. Woo. Uh I want to thank uh, you guys for listening. And Christine, I want to thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you for inviting me. This is yeah, fun.
1: This is this is super cool. We're definitely gonna have you back on and talk about other nerd shit. Ah, yes. But uh once again, freaks, this is James Supervillain Ramos signing off. Later, guys.